It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Welcome to episode 427 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. Chipper boys, what a start to the week, hey? No reason not Everyone's to be, super mate. super happy. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm actually gutted. Gutted, I tells you. Sincerely, I'm gutted and I'm in a fucking dark place right now because Foxtel, their budget fucking Australian ass editing and television production facilities have not released an episode of Tiger Town for me to enjoy this week. <laughs> really? What have they done instead? Because last time it was uh, Well, nothing. Ricky. No, this is... No, see, we thought that it was Ricky. And we thought that prior to that it was the Olympics. And we thought... Well, but no, it's just the fact that I think... Well, I don't, I don't think it's because of poor work on, their, on, on Fox Sports' behalf. What I think it is is that I think they've got all this footage they've recorded from, you know, the blocks of games. And I think that they're editing the editing the episodes to fit a narrative that they are writing on the fly, depending on how the West Tigers are going. So after the after the events of this weekend, it, it, I would expect that the narrative is going to start looking bad, for the, the, like, you know, Madge is under pressure and his job is in jeopardy. But That's th- going to be the... This is what I said at the beginning. There's only there's only a couple of of outs here. There's um, they they make the finals. Epically make the finals after a decade out. That's it. Yep. Um, Just miss know, or finish ninth. LOL. Land a star player for next year. You know, there's oh, only man. so many. They got things Jacko that- Hastings and some fucking guy from England. Yeah, true. <laughs> just, you know, and. And it's a documentary, I get it, but you still need arcs. Yeah, well, this one of the potential arcs is, you know, the, the demise of Pasco and or Madge, and the, the and th- that arc appears to be well and truly still on the table. <laughs> so, I think I they will like- just continue with the line that they've, they seem to be, or the picture that they seem to be painting, willingly or otherwise, of Pasco. Um, I think Madge. I think Madge comes out of it okay, regardless. He looks like a, he he looks like a good bloke, and he's kind of like a he's a sympathetic yeah protagonist yeah. of this show. And and here's the thing, you you can't like you look at someone like Noffa, you mm-hmm. know, and and that that's got to be. I do. Episode, I spend right? a lot of time. I that spent a rant. lot of time looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> that, that rant that he goes on, you know, on social media when he when he threw his mates under the bus yeah. about the A and B defenders not doing their job, and that's got to so be on the other. next episode, right? Though, I mean, the timeline would probably fit. It it does, but but you can look at a rugby league player on the field, 
and their deficiencies are obvious. Like you can look at Luke Brooks and the decisions he makes and how he executes those fifth tackle options, and you can see some deficiencies there because you see that live. It's hard to see Madge's coaching deficiencies, if any. He, he may just definitely not have have the cattle and no coach could do anything with that team. Yeah. But I think that's his only shining light in this sort of sort of process. He gets to do that, you know, any given Sunday I'm standing yeah, up in front of a group of the, people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's them who didn't go out and execute. Yeah. Mm. You know? Um, th- there's not someone there saying, well, fuck, this is the ninth opposed training session he's had him run this week. And he made this one miss his kid's fucking first day of school to do a beep test or whatever it was that, that he was accused of doing at Souths. I think he's potentially the only main star in this doco series that works in rugby league again after this. Including the players? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seriously. Like, Dewey would get a gig somewhere else? Yeah. Who else do you take out of that side? Dane Laurie. Well, he's not really in the side. Well, because he's injured currently. Yeah, but he'll be out of it next year anyway. Because <laughs> he's on loan. Yeah. <laughs> this wishful thinking thing. And and because it's the Tigers, it may happen. And I'm not going to count it out. But um, yeah. well, certainly Tamau Tam looks – he looks poor in it. Yeah. And when you – if you just watch the show, I think you'd be like, eh, that guy, I don't know, he's supposed to be a leader and he's a captain – but really, but then if you put that in tandem with what you watch on the weekends, he looks worse. Yeah. Um, Brooks, the only person that says less than Luke Brooks on that show is Simon Dwyer, which is- Who's still, at this point, he's working- Has not answered a word. Yeah. Yep, still zero. The mountain. Yep, up to three episodes. <laughs> but anyway, I can't wait for the next episode because I can't wait to do another game companion for the patrons because that was great fun. And, uh, and I mean, it certainly makes it very manageable for us. I mean, if they're going to space these episodes out every fucking two, three weeks, I mean, True. it makes it very easy. I mean, I, I'm happy to, I'm happy to do watch alongs on Monday night at 7.30. I don't give a shit. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not even trying to be funny. I mean, I fucking love it. I love the show. I fucking love it. It's really my favorite show at the moment. And if you're not currently subscribed to Patreon, get on there. Not because I think it's great content, but. Yeah, Jordan's came out today. Daddy needs some new sneakers. <laughs> Let's hit some recaps. I just want to say that okay. you, I don't think your official title or job description includes high-level sales, <laughs> but it should because that is that is like straight to the point fucking dagger to the heart here's what what I've got to sell here's why I want to sell it to you it's it's not this manipulative psycho babble (laughs) I fucking love it I'm not claiming as as others in our Patreon group do that this this program of ours on Patreon has helped them lose weight has helped them make them more attractive to the opposite sex I'm not making those claims that others may (laughs) Recaps. Wow. Oh, that, was, uh, <laughs> that, that was that was the most uh, inelegant fucking <laughs> transition. <Patreon>. Sign <laughs> up now. Well, I can't Which one is, is it the ones coming out? To, are, they, are, they out are they out tomorrow? Oh, it's tomorrow at seven a.m. Isn't it or today? Oh, today was it? Yeah. Yes. Oh well, they're already bought it, aren't they? 
They're when the ro- the robots own those Jordans now. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll have to buy them for, for, for retail plus X. That's what I'm saying. Sign up for Patreons, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> uh, the first game, round 23, of course, was the round in question. The first game was the Melbourne Storm 34, defeated the Gold Coast Titans 20. And uh, this one took place down at Seabus. The uh, Storm 34 came through tries to Seve, Grant, Munster, a double to the Fox, and Nico Hines. Uh, Pappy, five of six conversions. The Titans 20 came through a double to Jaden Campbell, Greg Marzu, and Tyrone Peachy, also with tries, Fogarty, two of four conversions. Munster's best game of the year, I thought, by by a long way. Yeah. Um which is pretty ominous given we're a couple of weeks out from the finals. Um, you put that in in tandem with the fact that Pappenhausen slotted in nicely, more touches, more minutes. Yep. Um, you still got Jerome Hughes to come back um, into the side again, and he was, you know, you wouldn't think his fantastic form is, is going to dip. Um, for a team that's won 19 on the trot, it's pretty fucking scary. <laughs> Yeah, um, Harry Grant got it done, and yeah. with you know, with with cheese given a rest. Yeah, yeah. And you see him and the boys in front of the TV drinking carver, <laughs> <laughs> watching the fucking game. So uh, look, they've got yeah, they've got a lot. This, this was a game where they rested players, mm. and uh, still, despite a spirited start from the Titans, I mean, they the Titans started yeah, they started great. Yeah, they did. And like Marzu's turned into into you know a decent finisher. And yeah. like yeah, sort of one of those sort of powerful guys because yeah. I mean that try he scored he had to he didn't there was no space really for him I mean no. he just sort of had to truck two two or three guys and just get over you know um, which is good signs there and, and Herbert's Jayden run Campbell. before that too shouldn't be understated yeah he, yeah he, and Jaden Campbell he's I mean you know he's a, he's a fucking he's, he's basically a fetus and he's he's <laughs> I mean he brings so much. Well, I swear, I swear, like we we joke, we, we you know we joke about AJ Brimson and shit, but like, I mean, at this at this stage with his injury with his injury concerns, you know, yep. he seems seemingly constantly injured, and then you and just just the the youthful exuberance and and unpredictability that that Jaden Campbell brings to the table. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I'd I'd be I'd be very quickly working to slot him in as, in at number one. And then what? Assholing Brimson altogether? Well, because where well, else can he play? Yeah, I don't. I don't support the use of Brimson as a sub like the like he did in Queensland. I think mm. it's a waste of yep. a fucking sub. He doesn't have true utility. He's um, played some six. Do you get him in there just for the whole you know best best players on the field mentality? Well, yeah, because I'd also be assholing Ashley Taylor, and mm. so and so mate, perhaps a slot has does open up. You know, because uh, because while whilst Jaden Campbell, you know the the youth and everything is great, and while Sexton sort of went okay during his his times uh, filling in in the halves, I think that he's more of a future project though, yeah, and not quite ready to be you know to to just take right over. So yep. you know maybe, I mean yeah, and if it came down to the fact you oh shit we've got nowhere to play Brimson, I mean you know three doesn't fit into two, uh, do we get rid of Ash Taylor or Brimson? Then yeah, I'm you know I'm probably. Torpedo and Taylor. But, you reckon? Uh, yeah, yeah I'd, 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 I'd get rid of Brimson before Taylor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's the two of them, but like, but Taylor's not worth the money he's on either. You know what I mean? Like, he's and he's just not. No, I I agree with you, but he brings 
if if you go to my head, I take Taylor. He brings nothing. Yeah. Is is Taylor in that Luke Brooks mold? As in, he's just he's fucked for the Titans, and they like he needs to get somewhere else now before he turns into Luke Brooks Mark II. These are all sort of chicken and egg scenarios, though. Do they turn into? Do they turn into this sort of you know head fucked player because they're paid more money than they're worth and they don't give any, they don't give any, uh, you know, satisfaction or or you know any return on that investment. And then as a result, you have got the media and internal club forces pressing against them, like motherfucker, you've been paid all this money and we're not getting any return out of it. Yeah. Not. Yep. But not not but but yet not being the people that force them to take that amount of money in their contract. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, yep, no, I get you. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, he like you know, Taylor's had some good good touches this year, and he's had some uh, he's had some game losing touches too. I think. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, like just the we're just com- you know compounding errors. You know, like two errors back to back that can you know change the complexion of a game. But back to the point at hand, though, the Titans started fucking great. Yeah, I think they, they, were, they, they were. They were. Yeah, they did, and I think the Titans mm-hmm. were. You would say that the Titans were definitely competitive in this game, and Melbourne still went about their work and just wore them down. And yeah, and and I don't think Melbourne ever felt troubled. No, if that makes sense. Yeah, not not as as one who doesn't really listen to the commentary. I mean, I I would be certain that the Titans would have been delighted with the way that first half went for them. Yeah, sure. And but then the second half, the Storm just did their Storm thing, and suffocated them. Took their chances. Scored some long range shit. Yeah. And really, you know, with the exception of maybe Nico Hines probably being pushed out of his the role that he's had and you know, obviously he has to sort of make way for Pappy and and being pushed in just as like as cover in the halves, probably not his happiest happiest game. Mm. But but otherwise and Seve, you know, he 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 started off pretty ordinary as well. But um other than that Storm just clicked into gear in that second half. They just yeah. they just re- relentlessly just rolled them. Mm-hmm. I think the Titans, twenty twenty two Titans, uh, with another off season and this year of experience under their belt. I think they've got they've got plenty of pieces, um, and the onus is really going to be on on the coach to pull it together they've had a year now together and they've put some impressive performances together and they've had some some games that you know that they really didn't turn up um i think the consistency really needs to come from david fafita as a forward leader first and foremost but um i, I, I don't even think it's consistency i think there are deeper issues of mental fortitude in terms of, and, and I'm not taking a shot at anyone here, but it's apparent every year. It's a long fucking season, you know, and and the Titans haven't even done it in patches. Like, at least a club like Parramatta were, were you know, shit, they're a top four side for a, a vast portion of this season. They're a top four side. The latter fucking says so. So say what you like about them and, and rip shit out of any shit cut individuals like Gutho you like. They're a top four side. Mm. And now they're starting to peter off because it's hard to keep that that mental level going for an entire season. I want to see the Titans do it for three games. Yeah, you know? yeah. I don't. I don't think it's like a long season that, that that's the the issue here because they haven't done the consistency thing 
at all. Yeah. This season, not yeah. Not, and like you said, see, over a period of three games. I want to see Fafita, you know, being in a situation where he's not the first one that goes missing. When there's some pushback, where he's like, like what Pangai does for Brisbane. How many games have there been that Brisbane have absolutely fucking folded? And um, I'm sorry, not Pangai, um, Payne Haas. Mm. You know, and Haas is out there working his fucking guts off. Yeah. You know. That's what I need to see out of Fafita, and to a lesser extent Tino. Yeah. Before I get fooled again by this, oh, the Titans have got a great young forward pack. Fair. Yeah, Tino had a fair game. I mean, he was put. I mean, you know, revenge game for him against his. You know, he was he was putting on some shots. Yeah, but, but how um, was he last week? And how yeah. will he be next week? Yeah, but the thing about the Titans is consistency aside. I mean, they they have the ability within the players to to put on some great attack and some ad-lib attack and that sort of thing. But the one thing they need to do is they need to sort out their fucking defense because, again, the most elementary, just fucking soft, like that Harry Grant try. Yeah. The Like, just, just soft, you know, just snap moments of brainlessness and, and laziness and things like that, coupled with the fact they're not a great defensive side anyway in the first place, even when they are switched on. That speaks to Jay's compare- point about consistency, let alone week after week after week, but patches in games as well. Yeah, yeah but I mean, like, I'm, I'm not even talking about consistency. I'm talking about they need a fucking proper defensive coach mm. that can teach this side a defensive structure that they can fucking default themselves into when they're under the pump. Because let's be honest, they're not the only side that could do with that. Well, that's true, but I mean, we're not talking about that yet, and I don't want it to be like a, a gang up on 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 Glennie situation here. What's we'll that, mate? That we'll talk about because I think because I'm here for an offload, mate, <laughs> and and like I feel like I'm acutely aware of mental health, and and I know that you're just about ready to, ready to hit that point where you take the toaster for a bath. <laughs> 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 so, um, <laughs> socials, Jai. Said, plenty of talk the last few weeks that Pappy looks timid, etc. Man, I fucking cringe every time that guy has a hit up, gets tackled. So how can he be expected to block it from his mind? Good to did see you that s- they're killing it though. Did you see uh, the try that he set up where he put the fox over? They went through the hands and he, and he it was draw and pass. Mm. But along the same lines, the player rushed up and put a you know a shot. I wouldn't say yeah. smashed him, yeah. but certainly knocked him on his ass. Yep. And the first thing I thought was, oh, fuck, is he going to get up? Yeah. It's like... Yeah. Look, I think the Storm have just taken an incredibly conservative approach to his comeback, yes. and not only with the weeks he had out before he even stepped foot on the field again, but also yeah. the fact that he's been edged in from the from the bench, you know, over a number of weeks. I think I think he's right. I mean, I would, you know, I, I hope I'm, I'm right, but I think he's right. And I think they've taken it so conservatively that he he's they're just extra sure that he's right. I, you know? I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. There's the this technique the Storm are doing um, are using with him called "Let's listen to doctors." <laughs> um, news reports out of Melbourne on the weekend says that there are lots of people who don't want to do that. <laughs> funny thing. Funny thing is. is- the, the funny thing is about those those same people in Melbourne you were just speaking about, uh, stepdad. Um, oh, they seem to be particularly fond of calling people sheeple 
Yeah, they were the ones that I saw being herded down one street. <laughs> By guys on horses. <laughs> By guys on horses. So, I don't know, the world's gone fucking topsy-turvy upside down. <laughs> it's like all those emo kids that say they're alternative and away from the mainstream and all dress exactly the same. <laughs> In a uniform. Um, yeah, fuck. But I, look, with, with Pappy, I think the heightened concern and knowledge now around CTE has made everyone else hyper aware of it. I, I don't think they would put him in a game if there was the risk of one knock, yeah. you know, putting him out. Sure. This isn't the movie where it's like, if you get one more knock, your life could be over and he has to get out there and, you know, kick the, yeah. kick the match winning yeah. field goal. A player ever gets to that position and uh, the, that player's career is yeah. uh, well and truly ended. Is caught. <laughs> they, they don't even, they're not even allowed back onto the training paddock. They are coordinated. Uh, Jason said, Fafita still has Darius levels of defense to work out of him. Darius has more runs, though. You're right. Michael said, Fafita equals big-headed fucking paycheck-stealing King Dick. Purple Pride <laughs> at it again. History in the Maca-ing. And I say that? it like that because he spelled it M-A-K-E-I-N-G. Fucking hell. So, you know, maybe he's had that 5G shot. We pride ourselves. We pride ourselves on our education. Jesus Christ. And, Stephen. Uh, and, and this is what we get. Hang on, you say we. Us. Who? Well, well, yeah, Australia. Oh, okay. <laughs> Stephen said, I think we basically saw what we all wanted from Paps tonight, ran it as hard as ever with some effectiveness, also copped a headshot or two and just laughed them off. Great to see. Uh, Ned, that young Jaden Campbell is a bright light crazy. He is an irregular starter. Definitely one to watch for the future. And uh, Winston on Instagram, said, Melbourne playing the first 20 minutes with a St. George-like intensity. It did take him a while to click into gear. That's that game. On to the next one. Friday Night Football. The uh, mighty Manly Seagulls, 19, defeated the Raiders, 18, at Suncorp Stadium in front of yours truly. Uh, Manly's 19 came through tries to Homoli, Olakwatu, Morgan Harper, and Curtis Sirenen. Garrick, three of three conversions. Uh, field goal to DCE. Uh, the Raiders... Came through tries to Harley Smith Shields, Bailey Simonson, and uh, Charles Nickel Kluckstar in his return after four months out with uh, a neck injury. Uh, Sam Williams and Jordan wrapping up with a conversion apiece and a penalty goal to Sam Williams. So, all yours. This is a lovely night out of football on Friday. It is fuck. It is tough to fucking get in on for that Friday six pm game. I'm not going to lie, but. Uh, we got there, and uh, it was my daughter's first live game. So, um, you know, nerves are plenty there because when you bring a new variable into a game, you always wonder if they're a fucking jinx or not. But by the, by the nature of, of Daly Cherry Evans and his clutch field goal kicking, she passed the test and she can come to future games. Um, the game itself, like the Raiders, they're so, they're so close to being, you know, a, they're so close to being a competitive side. And it's just the... And it's just these moments that just stop. Like their defense, you know, by and large was very good, and and their attack was their, their attack let them down. I mean, I, I felt like even at twelve nil down uh, at half time, I felt like Manly had them completely covered in terms of def- defensively, and they weren't really throwing a lot at them. And it was Manly that had to get their their attack together to actually, um, you know, just to go ahead and win the game. Um, Thought they were very fortunate. The the Raiders that second try that they scored is one of the most fucking perplexing fucking refereeing things I've seen in a long time. Where I think it was Garrick um, spilled a bomb 
on the last tackle. So it's a knock on Manly. The ball goes, the ball goes, no, sorry, no, the Raiders, fucking how did it, it was a, it was a, it was a bastardization of the, of the advantage rule. That's right. Garrick knocks it on. Can't have Raiders you scoop, watch this game or what? Yeah. Raiders scooped, Raiders scooped it up. <laughs> and um, the Raiders player, I think it was, I think it was Gula, is tackled. He's, he's tackled. Okay. So that's play over. He gets up and through no fault of any, any manly players, just his own, his own, you know, frittardiness, he drops the ball when he tries to play the ball. I mean, the play, that, the fucking tackle is already completed from the previous play. That's advantage fucking over, right? I mean, there's no, no. fucking way you get to get tackled and then no, make a mistake not. on the next play for advantage to be fucking dissolved, to, to be continued. It's ridiculous. From the, way, from the way you've explained it, no, it's not. He was tackled and he was making a following play the ball. I mean, the play was fucking... Like, I, I get it if they had have caught the ball. No, he was making the, the play of the ball from that tackle, though. There was the next. The next player started with the play of the ball. He fucking he 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 got the he caught the ball, ran, got tackled. I would argue if we're arguing, and this is fucking semantics, and it's not just because Manly are shit cunts. Um, I would shit suggest cunts. the next play Team starts. Premiership favourites. I would suggest that the next play starts when the play of the ball is complete. Yeah, well, if you fucking play the ball, then that's not, that's fucking. So that, if the play of the ball was the never completed, it. it was still the previous tackle. Therefore, the referee is entitled to play advantage. If, again, tackles, if you're arguing I, semantics. Well, yeah, I think when you're arguing semantics, the play ends when the player is called um, tackled. And I would also help. like to argue the semantics that people that win and still ref's fault are the lowest <laughs> fucking form of scum. I'm not ref's faulting because it's it's impossible to claim ref's fault when there is no fucking loss to, to, to assign fault to. This is a, this was a fucking uh, an easy, a very easy victory. Um, I was just merely pointing out uh, refereeing incident within the game that I thought was uh, interesting and uh, and uh, incorrect, and uh, that's all. And and I and I will do it for future games as well. In this uh, in in this round, in fact, the very next game. Um, Forty four. And the uh, what else did I say about this game? Homoli, fucking unstoppable, um, and always looked the most likely to to uh, to score for us, and um, and obviously opened the account for us. Uh, Suli had a an almost great game. I mean, he he made some yardage and he busted some fucking tackles. And because they didn't have Tommy there, obviously they had to adjust what they were doing out there on the left hand side. And so rather than sort of uh, you know hitting Tommy behind and you know then going over the top to Garrick in the corner, they four and sort of start would sort of drift left and then turn it inside for um, for Suli, who would then trample the guy in front of him and you know make some decent meters. All he really needed to turn that game into an into an excellent overall game is just develop a little bit of an offload or a fucking pass to supporting player because he created so many half chances in this game with his first up sort of line breaks or you know tackle bus that it really should have been more advantage taken of those uh, of those to like convert those sort of half chances into tries yep. um but you know it's yeah des doesn't really like to bring players into the side unless yeah, in a winning side, unless there's like an injury force sort of change, and with Parker, I mean, like, you just wonder if you know it's a bit of a um, you know trump card or an X factor for the finals there with Suli there instead of Parker because defensively he had a fucking great game. Yeah, and and defensively he didn't do anything wrong. I mean, the the, the defensive mistakes on that side of the field were were fucking Funa, who. He he was great, like backing up on the wing and fullback for us like two seasons ago, but this season he's had probably four chances and he has been absolute aids 
every fucking time. Like that first try that the Raiders scored in this game should never have been scored. They, there was no man advantage. They were covered. But for some reason, Funa jammed in on the same guy that Zuli had and just left fucking Harley Smith shield. I mean, admittedly, it took a very good pass, like an offload sort of shot out underneath to, to get the ball to him. But still, I mean, there was no need to fucking leave yourself short like that, you know? Um, and then again, at the end there with that try that they the, the break, like right at the end that Canberra scored in the last sort of minute, um, also caught short out there with, uh, with Funa. So, um, yeah, I think I think in a in a situation where you've got like uh, Rubes out there and you had Suli in the center, I think that it it could be a a, a good combination. Um, Surely he's better picked than Parker. They both they they both have their issues. I think Suli has a, high, a a much higher upside though. Mm. Like I think I think Parker extracts every single bit of quality that he can out of the talent that he has been blessed with. Like there's not a there's not a single better th- thing that he yeah. can do. Suli, however, has more. The, the mistakes that Parker makes are usually because he throws himself at the line like a fucking kamikaze forward, and um and, and you know sometimes you know the ball can get you know just blasted out of him because he's just throwing everything at it. You know the knock um, on the knock on Suli obviously is that he can be fucking lazy. Yes, in, yeah, ev- and in every sense, in every facet of the game. Yeah, and that's the, and that's the real danger when you have like if when you when you have out there on the, on on our left hand side, you have uh, you know four in and then like you know Schuster and then Suli. Mm. I mean, there's some there's some big and slow turning circle kind of characters out there that could perhaps be taken advantage of late in the game, and maybe that's something that you don't want you know to sort of put on the menu for other sides. But but I mean, in attack, he was just he was fucking great. Um, Just, can you comment, and we'll get to it when we get to the socials. The the vast majority of views on the game were that Manly played down rather than the Raiders playing up, and it was I, that thing of you know one man being out. How much, like real talk, how much of a different team are they with no Tommy? Oh, I mean, offensively, like fucking heaps different. I mean, clear this this game that this this game was a perfect example of it. I mean, like you know, defensively, I don't, the Canberra Raiders didn't I didn't have a, a great deal for them, and it was really the fact that they couldn't because they weren't putting on the offense that they normally were. They weren't soaking up as much of the gas tank of the Raiders, and I said, although the Raiders did walking off at halftime, they looked fucked. And I saw, I saw how fucked they looked. And I thought, well, okay, the second half, it's you know, it should be okay. You know, I wasn't sort of panicking, but um, you know, with Manly actually having more attacking chances, more repeat sets, and all that sort of thing, then obviously that saps the gas tank even more, yep. and you know, turns the tables, you know, much more. Uh, then they've got less to offer in in attack against them, and. Yeah, and so on. So I mean, it all sort of, you know, especially the way the game is played in twenty twenty one. I mean, it all it all sort of, you know, sort of ties itself together like that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously obviously they're different. But I think the vast majority is in is in attack though. Yeah. But okay. but the twenty twenty one game, the more you're attacking, and the more points you're scoring, the less you're defending, and the less the other teams have for you when it's your turn to defend. Yeah. You know, the, so so it's it's more it's more like that I think, but um. But you know the Canberra up for I mean their season was you know pretty much on the line. Yep. And uh, and you know played accordingly. Uh, I did get a, a 
a hearty laugh though. Like I, I laughed so fucking hard when Jordan Rappiner went for that field goal at the end, and it just was like didn't get fucking two meters off the ground the whole way because <laughs> um, I was because I was sitting on the on the left hand where the where the grandstand was. I was sitting on the left hand side of the manly section, so immediately to my to my left was just is all Raiders. Like the the bay over and like the five or six seats to my left, though it was like all Raiders and everything. So I got a great laugh at those guys, and um, I tell you, I've also scientifically discovered that during this game, that trolling is um hereditary. <laughs> With <laughs> my fucking son, he has he has to get fucking. I have to take him back to jujitsu because he's he's gonna need it because he's fucking. <laughs> He's got he's got fucking troll mentality born with it. We I got I got him some chips or something oh, at the you know, at the game. Cry me a fucking river. <laughs> I got I got I got some. I'll tell you the story. I, I got him some guys some hot chips at the thing before the game, and um and and Killy goes, you know, do you want some salt? And I was like, oh, I'll just grab a couple. And um and so he's little did I know when we get down to the seats, he's grabbed a handful like you know ten to fifteen you know sachets of salt. And at the end of the game. He comes up to me with the salt and he goes, and he goes, can I go, can I go past these out to the Canberra fans? <laughs> I said, leaving the ground, I'm like, oh, so I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Look, no, mine's going to get legit stabbed. Mine's going to get legit stabbed. Like he's taken to fucking like driving, we're driving past the window down. Yeah. And you see the fucking, the kids walking around with the, the TNs and the bum bag and the fake Gucci hat. <laughs> and and he's out the window, you know, oh, Esheba! <laughs> like, he's going to get fucking shanked. Well, I mean, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, exactly. Please, especially if the- yours, yours is offering condiments with that good-natured baby <laughs> face of his. He'll be fucking fine. Well, I mean, yeah, and yeah, I mean, but yours also, I mean, remember, I mean, yeah, he's, he's going to get stabbed anyway because, you know, he's wearing fucking little kid-sized Jordans. <laughs> so the the, the SA is going to want, want get, they're going to want that for their little fucking cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, Joey said. Manly is a one man team without Tommy. They are junk. Still one bitch. Shut the fuck up. Toto said. Has any team become more of a shell of themselves, missing one player more than Manly? Oof. Andrew Still one bitch. Suck my dick, Toto. <laughs> says, yeah, game management. By DCE and Foz has been superb. I, for one, am enjoying the fucking shit out of crafty veteran Kieran Foran. Yeah, me too. That's been a highlight of my my watching Manly this year. Tom Turbo has been fantastic, but Kieran Foran's resurgence is is been fantastic. He's, he's almost fantastic. like he's almost like buyer of the year across the league fucking level. The way he's playing at the moment, and it's not even that he's had to he's had to adjust himself into this crafty veteran things so much. I mean, he's legit fucking wound back the clock mm. to the way he played when he wasn't injured and, you know, he was at his oh, you know, peak. No, he's, he's not as much of a defensive, like, kamikaze. He's still fucking taking the tough... He's no. still taking the tough runs into the teeth. Mm. Anyway, Ben said, Manly are good, but they aren't more than one point than a gaffer tape back together shit show Canberra good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, two, points is, two points is two points, friend. Biggest Tiger said the second half has been so dominant that field goal felt disrespectful. There you go. Uh, I think he wanted to talk about disrespectful field goals. Cat like seven. I mean, it was, said it was Sully. 
tonight and realised he is six two and one hundred and ten kilos. Yeah, <laughs> and you love to see it. You love it. You love it when these. I mean, this is this year. You know, Paseca and all those guys have realised that you know they're actually gigantic That's fucking it. man mountains. Um, and at one golfer in cart said Pete Canberra tonight. As the saying goes, it's the hope that kills you. Was Rapina trying for a grubber kick, or is he that dire at kicking field goals? Hey, Rapina was fucking fantastic, you know, defensively for them. Uh, yeah, he pulled them out of some shit there. Um, I'll tell you, the the player that really impressed me, you know, watching at the ground was that Timoko. He's fucking like he's he's fast. Every time he had the ball, he was like elusive and sort of pushing away from tackles and sort of you know working working away from the defensive line. Um, he's skillful. I mean, he's the one that put the pass in for for Harley Smith Shields to score that try when he was you know double teamed um, by Sully and, and Funa. I noticed he's- him last week. He you know in a side that has you know has been struggling for for real form. Yeah, his acceleration and his low center of gravity. He's fucking tough to handle that kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I don't know. If it, I don't know if it's because he was, had the line, he had the lime green headgear. He was really easy to pick out mm. as well. But I mean, but he he was he was great. I mean, he did get trampled a couple of times by Suli. But I mean, I'm sure that you know, like they would have had Croker there if he wasn't there. And I mean, you yeah. know, it would have been the same fucking story. Yeah. On to the next one. Okay. Uh, the Panthers twenty five defeat the Rabbits twelve. Um, the Panthers tries through Nathan Cleary, Stephen Crichton, Brenton Aiden, and uh, Appy Corusau. Cleary, two conversions, two penalty goals, and a field goal. The Rabbits, 12, tries to Gagai and Mitchell. Uh, one conversion to Reynolds, one penalty goal. All yours, bud. It was. And and back to the, the discussion about Melbourne. The difference in the two top teams at the moment, because they're vastly different in terms of their, their style of play, but the similarities that sets them apart from the rest of the league is They've cracked this code of playing 80 minutes of football and they've cracked this code of understanding that they are capable of playing 80 minutes of football. Whereas you look at the Titans, they got involved for one half and then couldn't go on with it when Melbourne went up a gear. And Souths came out and had all of the running, did exactly what Souths are going to do. They fucking dominated on their left edge. Latrell was floating around, ends up on the other side of the field, scores himself. They were at their damaging best. But at no stage did Penrith look flustered. Uh, and and really, they, they just went about their business. They have this understanding that you know, this is our game plan and we're just going to stick to it. And the game plan isn't we're going to do this thing and it's going to come off the first time and we're going to score. You know, the, the game plan is we need to put the ball between Mansour and Luttrell all night. Just like when you're coming up in attack, the more decisions you can make a defender make, the better for your attacking side. The more decisions you can make a fullback and a winger make between themselves, the better it's going to be you know, for your, your starter sets, starter defensive sets. And the fact that they just kept to their plan they took their opportunities when they came and then as soon as it was um, you know uh, 10-12 you could see Souths were starting to crack and that was where the difference was the most obvious when Penrith were 12 zipped down that they didn't look as if they were panicking and Penrith weren't even in front yet and Souths were head fucked 
you know, by the by the time that there were more points put on, and they there were twenty five unanswered points in that game, but the Cody Walkers and and Adam Reynolds didn't have an answer for it, and the performances from Kiko, I think that was one of the better games I've seen him play. I don't know whether coming off the bench has done that whole, you know, spark him to do something better, or whether it's just him rolling the sleeves up and, and needing to perform. Um, the the fact that Stephen Crichton had to move back to fullback and the entire line was reshuffled didn't help, but they took it in their stride. Again, it's, it's just their ability to meet challenges and not be mentally fucked by them that's keeping them in games. And that second half of football, while it was far from their best, is the closest I've seen to their pre- uh, previous peak from before the Cleary and Luai injuries in origin. Said a few weeks ago, you know, I mentioned the old adage, iron sharpens iron. And I think the way South come out and had the, the, the better, the better start and the better of the running, um, and, that, and they certainly made the most of it. Um, but Penrith, to your point, said, you know, righto, we're behind. We've we've weathered the barrage. We've got it. We, we now have a turn to ask questions of South. And the second South, certainly Mansour and Mitchell at the back looked, uh, looked like that they were going to trouble, uh, have trouble handling the kicking game, certainly the, the high balls. They just they found a crack and they fucking exploited it to absolute perfection. They kept going back there and they kept getting joy <laughs> from it. Um, and just they just come back and they kept punching harder and harder. And then eventually, see us could you know they couldn't go with them. And it you know, really impressive. And and to think that they you know with the fact that they, they did have to reshuffle, as you say, and, and they were still a considerable margin, in my opinion, off their best and still yeah. beat the third or fourth best, you know, at worst the fourth best team in the comp. Yep. Quite quite handily in the end. The thing is about South is that they, they, they were the, like – when it works for them, it works for them with Mitchell and Walker being like when they get under someone's skin. Mm. But as we've seen at all levels of the game, if the shoe's on the other foot and they're the ones that get fucking, you know, for want of a better word, triggered. Yeah. Yeah. That, it, it's fucking it. It, it fucks because, them, yeah. Because despite everything you guys just said, which I agree with 100%, Despite all of that that Penrith did, and you talk about, you know, the way that they were sort of, you know, targeting sort of between Mansour and they were getting joy, but they weren't getting any. They weren't getting points or anything from it. That game was in the balance until until twenty minutes to go. It was tied up until twenty minutes to go, longer than that. But the turning point, I reckon, of the game, because South was still. I mean, they were they were on the they were they they weren't on top, but they were still definitely they were still in it. I mean, it was a, it was an arm wrestle. But that fucking downtown rule thing, which is a hundred percent correct decision from the referee, and frankly, given the state of the refereeing this year, I'm surprised that. He even picked it up to call, you know, to to adjudicate on it because I'm sure if we went through other games, you know, it wouldn't be getting rigorously adjudicated on. Whilst 100 percent right, that's the point there where South got really. That's where they got super head fucked 
because yeah. even though it was a correct decision, they didn't like <laughs> they didn't you know they didn't realize they took it like they'd been rorted. Yeah, essentially, you know what I mean, and um. And then from there, that was that was where the game was ended. And I mean, we've come, we've seen Annesley come out today, and that Leota try. The commentators were saying it at the time, but the toy Leota try being, uh, you know, uh, one that you know was. I mean, it obviously, it was fine, but you know, by the letter of the law, it should have been pulled back for an obstruction, and they've said it should have been. But that was the point there. That twenty minutes to go with South. That's that's the moment when when to me that that was it. They're out of the game, even though it was still tied. Mm. And, uh, and and it just goes to show that they're just as as attackingly brilliant as they are, defensively they're there to be exploited, and mentally they're just fucking they're not at the same level. No, you know, the top, and, yeah. and that's going and that's that's going to be their undoing, and and that's something that Wayne probably can't fix. Certainly not in not in has, three weeks. No, no, <laughs> no. Exactly. I mean, that's just, and we've seen we've seen it with Cody, or we've seen it with him against like the Bulldogs. I mean, they haven't lost the game by any stretch, but he's been completely just sucked into the shithousery of the game and hasn't done any of the things that, you know, that have him earning Dalian points hand over fist, you know, and, yeah. and, this, and this game was another one. I mean, he, that's, if, you can, if, you can, if you can apply enough scoreboard pressure on them that they're not winning or flogging you, and then drag that they drag him and especially him and Latrell into the into the shithousery. They they go willingly they though. For yeah, guys they, that that don't handle it when it comes back at them at, yeah. at a at a rate or of a volume that they can't cope with, or if yeah. certain things, as you say, don't go their way. But they go willingly into that, expecting oh, yeah. that they're going to have the upper hand. And then when it fucking turns, yeah, if you can they, turn the game or do not, not let them get it out in front, mm. yeah. Yeah, exactly, and it's, it's just it's just a massive weakness in Souths, and it and that's what's going to cost them against. Yeah, they're going to have to they're going to have to go up against the Panthers and or the Storm, mm. you know, at, at some point over the next next month, and when that happens, and you would imagine Bellamy would have watched that. Yeah. So if he's if they come up against Souths, you could imagine what Munster and and. Cheese. Those guys, you know, they've got so okay. many people who are. They've got so half many their fucking are, side does that shit every they've game. They've got so many people <laughs> who are fucking uh, uh, who who control an opponent's head out yeah. of the fucking game. So yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Fantastic, Anthony. So now I know why Momorowski doesn't pass with two kick try assists. He doesn't need to. <laughs> Now, interesting contrast in uh, in how the game was seen. First of all, Joey said, good game. The ref fucked half of it, but good game. And Conan said, such a well-refed game. Only two six <laughs> agains. It was like being back in the good old days. South Grubbery got penalised when required. <laughs> there I, was I'll a lot you. of talk about Panthers being um, favourably officiated. Um, I don't know that I saw a huge amount of that to me. I... And I'm, when I'm you look at when you look at cold numbers, yeah, when you when you look at cold numbers, you, it's like yeah, well, and and if you don't, if you hadn't seen any games, I mean, you would you would definitely ask questions because you'd go, well, yeah. in in the last month, South have played four games. Yep. The first three of those games, they conceded thirteen penalties. In the fourth game, 
which is the Panthers game. They conceded 13 penalties alone in the, in the single game. And so, you go, and so like when yeah. you look at it just on face value, you go, what yeah. the fuck, and, you know? And look, to his credit, Wayne was asked about that in the post-game interview. And not once did he put that back on the referees. Mm. Not fucking there's, once. Yeah. There's no return for, for his side and like the the way you know the the mentality you know the the, the mental deficiencies that we that we saw there's there's absolutely no fucking benefit for him to yeah, allow them to allow them to offset their own you know culpability to to a referee yeah uh ben said two things to be taken from tonight's game rabbitos are as good if not better than first thought the panthers are nowhere near their best still an absolute force and if you don't think they'll get better next week suck my zuck from the top <laughs> That's what pressure does. Just got to build it. Chris said, Panthers too good. Good to see poor Penguy Jr. win. What was it? His third NRL game. Ha, ha, ha. Ryan said, can't help but think that my bunnies just played the Panthers back into form. It's pretty crazy to see the most structured team in the comp and the most play-what-you-see field team sitting one and two. Throw the bunnies and the manlies in the top four and the finals are going to be a little bit of fun to watch. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. You think the Bunnies played him in the form? Way do you see fucking this week? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised if they rest some players, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, it seems to be resting season for teams. <laughs> Coming up. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll, we'll, we'll fucking get to you, Gladdy. You know what? That, <laughs> that'd, know. Be, that'd be fucking tremendous if Ivan rests the entire squad. And so then, even the only good thing to happen to the Tigers this year is still Ivan's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Rishi said if Edwards was primed for one of his patented crap games taking himself out may have won it for us Crichton looked the best he has at fullback I don't mind leaving him there and bringing Targo into the centres next week but if Dylan is fit he will surely play yeah I think you're right and finally Anthony came out and said Bunnies came out good but looked gassed at the end trouble under the high ball I'm sure other teams will be trying to kick between Mansour and Latrell I would like to say well done to the Panthers but they can get fucked Oh, such a negative attitude. <laughs> such a negative attitude. Oh, excellent. Um, we move to uh, Saturday up at um, the Knights twenty-two defeated the Bulldogs sixteen. Where was, yeah. where was this again? Rock a Anthony, highly entertaining game. Newcastle really time. put on a fantastic performance and uh, so, overcame so, the Dogs, who were spirited if talentless. I see you've gone to a fugue state here. <laughs> Let me snap you back into reality. <laughs> The Sharkies fifty defeat the West Tigers twenty. Brown Park, um, goat track. The uh, Sharkies fifty came through a double to the good Katoa, um, the good Sione Katoa. The uh, uh, a, a double to the Moot, and uh, it would have been a hat trick. However, he uh, he dished one to give Luke Metcalf, who ended up with two tries, it's his first try. Um, a double to Will Kennedy and Teague Wilson, the only guy who couldn't convert for so his double. Uh, Trindle seven and nine conversions. The Tigers twenty. Came through tries to Cheekham, Malmalo, Talao, and Tulangi. Dewey, two for conversions. I only had one thought in this game. I can't fucking wait till this episode of Tiger Town. <laughs> That's that, that was my that was my everything that as happened, in to see Madge's fucking oh everything that happened in this game. I'm just like oh, I can't oh, fuck, I can't wait to see what he says at halftime. I can't wait to see what he's saying in the box. This was this was so bad. Even Simon Dwyer is going to fucking pipe up. I'm sure of it. Nah.
the mountain. The mountain doesn't talk. He won't utter a word. <laughs> the mountain. The mountain's going to reveal that all this time he hasn't been a mountain, but he's been a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is this was a fucking tough watch. But I took my medicine and I watched every one of the eighty minutes. And there was a couple of points where my wife, who was trying to be supportive, and sat by me. Uh, I was watching it on the couch where she was like, why why don't you just turn it off? This can't be good for you. It's getting – you're literally – like you're literally shaking. <laughs> did, you have, did you have your watch on with the heart the heart rate thing? No. No, the band's busted. No. No, oh. no, no, no. It, would have, it wouldn't have been fun. It may have been almost close to a record for a, for a, for a regular season match. <laughs> the, I mean, obviously, the 100-minute game nearly killed you, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. It did. My body went into meltdown. <laughs> but the, some of the some of the defence... Look, if you take... If you take the situation and, the, you know, the, the fact that, you know, they needed a win to make... You know, to have any chance of making the eight, and, um, the fact that the Sharks were, you know, under strength and... All, all of that. If you put all of that aside and just think, there's two first grade sides playing in the NRL, competing against one another. You would think that there would be a certain standard that a team would uphold defensively, and that standard was not upheld by the West Tigers uh, <laughs> at any point of this match. And I'd like to single out for special mention, uh, son of Kev, uh, William Walters who has been an absolute, in every game he has played, has been nothing short of a fucking diabolical liability defensively. Yeah, you'd call him a speed bump, except he doesn't seem to slow down the person that runs through him. No, he's like a ramp. Yeah. People get faster (laughs) after they run over him. It's like a rocket ramp. (laughs) Hot wheels, we'll call him. (laughs) Um, in every game he's played, yet he still gets picked. And lo and behold, he's a fucking liability again. Like, the attempts at tackle, there's no shoulder. You know, this is a kid who grew up playing in the backyard with his father, who was an international-level representative player in this sport. Friend, probably fucking uncle come around for barbecues, Fucking, why didn't Gilly throw him some tips? <laughs> I mean, what he's probably was he around doing? fucking smacking people around the barbie. <laughs> You'd think so. What was Tony Carroll doing? Probably put in a, Tony Carroll probably put in a fucking appearance or two. What was Billy Brad doing? Thorne. Brad Thorne was probably there. <laughs> Peter, Ryan? Guys- Peter Ryan? Peter Ryan? What, that guy was an absolute axe for his entire career. Did he never spend any time in the fucking Walters household teaching young William (laughs) how to play the game of rugby league? That he's now made it, ironically, to certainly, from a club perspective, the absolute pinnacle of this sport in the world. He's out there as one of the 34 players picked to participate in a match of the pinnacle of the sport. And he can't fucking tackle, which some would say is a fairly critical element of this game. Do you think he just hasn't hasn't found his why? Maybe he didn't fucking find his fucking why, Glennie. 
The West Tigers are a fucking good team. And they're always in a game. Except this one and several others this season where we have not been a fucking good team and we have not been in the fucking game. Michael, <laughs> for fuck's sake, like, I'll buy your fucking snake oil match. I'll buy it. I'll buy a case of it. But fuck. Like, I literally every time I saw someone run at Billy Walters, I was like, that's there. They're going to make a break it. And every time they fucking did. And they kept, you know, we said in the other game about going, kept going back to the well between uh, Mitchell and, and Mansour. Fuck me, didn't they just keep running different plays at Billy Walters? And inside him, he's got a kid that's a, a prop that's played four first grade games who, as it turns out, has the lateral movement of the manly fucking ferry. <laughs> oh, just fuck me dead. So. I want to give Madge the benefit of the doubt, but are these, are these is this pack of players, <laughs> 17 collective players, are they just fucking uncoachable? <laughs> but why do, they keep, why do they keep getting picked then? If they're uncoachable, he said, there's fucking reserve graders knocking on, on, knocking on the fucking door. What are, they, what are they knocking on the door for, Michael? Well, they were to ask the if door. they can leave. No, no, they were knocking back. They were knocking Don't on the door pick in us. June when no, that, that, that episode where he said that would have been June. They've they've given up yeah, now. The door, the, 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 no one opened the door, so they just fucked off. Yeah, match. Yeah, it's uh, it's us reserve graders here, mate. We're just knocking on the door. Just want to let you know, please don't pick us in that fucking shit show with those other cunts. We're happy yeah. here winning games. Yeah. Can oh. I tell you what? If I'm match, I am firing up. The Uncle Nick Handbook. I'm having a barbecue at my place post-COVID. Not a St. George barbecue, right? One that's legal. That's it. Now, I'm Are we talking like a German barbecue where certain people, Billy Walters, I'm not sure of his heritage, <laughs> but maybe he could maybe he could be fucking satellite. No. Look, he's Sidebar. There for, he's there we for fucking broken, we bro- Sidebar, we've broken him this. We, we've fucking broken him in fucking less than six months. <laughs> Glenny, I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, sorry, continue, continue please. Sorry, mate. Oh, well, no, he's different. Do you know, do you know much about imprinting? It, it's why you will forever find things attractive that you did as you were entering puberty. Like, right. Like, for me... It's, um, we had this discussion. Yeah. Do you remember yeah, back yeah. in the early 90s, it, it was tan, tan lines? Yeah. 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 Really <laughs> yeah. I, found, I found this really odd when you told me the first time, and it's just as odd now. <laughs> it's, it's just a thing. So the West Tigers. <laughs> What's their imprint? Father-son coaching staff player combos. <laughs> Fuck me, Dad. And so it means that no matter all of somebody else's terrible fucking red flags, Right, like a girl could have red flags that have not been seen at such scale since Poland in 1939, <laughs> and as long as she had tan lines, she's I good. Would, I would be enamoured with her. Right, <laughs> that's why the West Tigers have signed Billy Walters. Is is the antidote? No, but is the antidote? Madge gets sacked. Flanagan comes in and coaches, signs his kid. Yeah, because no, he's been get, super successful. You're gonna get, you're gonna get Kevy. Oh fuck! No, isn't Billy going to the Broncos already? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, thank fuck for that. Yeah. 
Yeah, but he'll backflip. <laughs> why? Because <laughs> it's just my narrative. <laughs> fair, Look, fair. Uh, why, why are you questioning the potential ability of father-son coach combinations to flip-flop around when it comes to the West Tigers. I mean, you, you just come the fuck out of the Penrith one. Um, no, if <laughs> to I'm be fair, they don't flip-flop and stay. No. <laughs> fine, match. I've got everyone around for a barbecue at my fucking Meriton's penthouse, right? With Justin Pascoe in fucking in I Harry's get, fucking no, room sniffing gundies. That's Justin, Steve Roach broken. <laughs> Justin is nowhere to be fucking found. And then, after everybody's had a few, I bring out the fucking nose beers. And then there's video evidence of all of them fucking on it. And then I send it to the fucking integrity unit and we cancel all their fucking contracts. I then march into that fucking office and say, that fucking snake or cunt is driving people away from the club. Make me the fucking GM of football operations. Fuck Sheen's off and give me a blank salary cap. Start again. Can you imagine going in there and saying, the West Tigers have fired their entire first grade squad, like torn up their contract? I, I did imagine this on Saturday yeah. afternoon. <laughs> you imagined it before then. I think that's the only way that players want to come to the West Tigers. If there's no one else there. If there's no one from the West Tigers <laughs> playing there. Although the, the con in that scenario is a club that actually shows they've got the brass balls to hold players accountable for their actions may, may be uh, uh, something that players don't want to come to in some cases. Yeah, and see, now here's the thing. You say that as a reasonable human being. I don't think there's an NRL player out there. I don't think Aaron Woods looks at himself and says, I'm a lazy player. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't think Anthony Milford looks at himself and says, oh, I'm a lazy player. I don't think Josh Dugan gets out there and says, I make poor life choices. <laughs> you know? I think, I think Josh Dugan looks in the mirror and says, <laughs> I don't think I don't I don't think Corey Norman Corey Norman's out there looking in the mirror saying when I when I cross the white white, white line onto the rugby league field I'm I, I am not staying doozy. <laughs> um, there was someone with a fucking doozy shirt at at the game yesterday. You can hit him. <laughs> no, it's not called a cow, it's not called a coward punch if you actually unload it onto a coward. I did, I did have Leo on my shoulders at the time. I should have just should've let him, him. Should have should have let Leo at him. Throw him on him like a spider monkey. <laughs> uh, but there's your fucking reality TV show. Oh. There's your reality TV show. The West Tigers have fired their entire first grade squad. <laughs> And then Tales from the, Ghost Town. That's it. <laughs> Who wants to be nice? <laughs> oh, uh, any more you want to say on that? One? Oh, special mention to the Moot Broken Jaw. Still does his lap of honour. Yeah. Did you see the scan of the X rays? No. It's a fucking doubler. It's like down both yeah. sides of the. It's on both oh, sides. Yeah. It's the no wonder the poor count was crying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mitch. Said nothing better than seeing the Shire's finest moot running rampant on the Tig Pies and a 50 burger on top. Chef's kiss. Hashtag up up. Hashtag Tigers in decline. Mendoza said, sorry, real dad. These pricks are going to be insufferable. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Maybe we should have read that one first. <laughs> uh, Grover. 
said you would have thunk they would have tried a bit harder. Poor Madge. And there, there it is again. The narrative that's come out of Tiger mm. Town. Like it, it's been a career saver for Madge. Absolutely. I, I, I think sorry, it's a masterstroke. I, I don't know if it's a willing one or, or something that was engineered. But if he does get sacked, he walks straight into another job. Despite yeah. picking Where Billy Walters in that fucking side consistently. No, okay. So, okay. I think, yes, I get the sentiment of what you're saying. Yeah. But who else is firing a coach, though? Okay. Maybe he doesn't walk straight in, but, you know, when the, the coaching merry-go-round starts up again. Yeah. He's he's not a guy that no one's thinking of. He's at the forefront. He's a fucking, yeah. he's a passionate guy. We need a passionate guy in our club. Well, he's also a premiership winner. Yeah. yeah. Which is why he got signed by the Tigers. And that's what that's they trot out. Madge is a premiership winning coach. Yep, you're right. He won a premiership. Did he win a premiership with Billy fucking Walters in the side? No, he fucking did not. <laughs> One of my favourites, the burpee man on Instagram. He said to us, Nofer in defence offers people more of the line than the Colombian drug lord on the recruiting <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is the burpee man is the burpee man like a like a CrossFit influencer or something? The underscore burpee man. I don't know. Maybe he's just got gas. I don't Who know. Knows? I just I just read what they write to us. I don't <laughs> profile stalk them. And I will, Jay, you, I hold you personally fucking responsible because I was blissfully ignorant to how David Nofaluma plays the game defensively. How? No, no. <laughs> How he's like you remember, <laughs> for a long remember time. Back, remember back when this would have been when you were on the show the, in your in your first long first stint. We used to talk about and laugh all the time about how you know, you'd put money on first try score or whoever was lining up against Blake Ashford. Yeah, right. Do you remember? Yeah, that? you're right. You're right. Noffa is fucking worse than Blake Ashford. So far worse, like, far worse. You I could have fucking hey, amputated what? both of his legs and not getting his special lieutenant down. I love how legs. I kick myself, and you're like, "That's not enough of a kick. I'm going to kick you even fucking harder." But fuck me, that is not going to be the coach of the West Tigers because he only recently realised that David Alvaluba. I didn't say, but for a long time I was blissfully ignorant. But now it's like. This is it's getting out of hand if it's not if it hasn't been for some time. Just what is wrong when you when you're clearly that bad at it? What is wrong is just you know what? I'm gonna mirror I'm gonna mirror exactly where my opposing winger is in the defensive line. Yep. So wherever he's standing, I'm gonna be standing directly in front of him whilst yep. being still on site. That surely that's the basics of it. Don't overthink it, mate. You don't have the fucking capacity to perform at that level. Just keep it real simple. Stand in front of the cunt. Yeah, for fuck's he, sake. But he's be, he deserves finals football. He deserves to play state of origin football. And as such, he does not have trust in the man inside of him. So he has to go in there and make his tackle as well. He deserves to be at the same fucking barbecue enough. that Jay proposed yeah, he's earlier. Same, he's, he's not the, on he's the, not the same yeah, he's not the same fucking wishful origin, wishful finals level player as as da- as David is. So David has to go in there and fucking do it all, he thereby is. leaving his own patch of dirt exposed. Our good mate B dot forty three. This fucking bloke can only imagine. 
the Noffa Highway provides. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Ah, uh, that's us. Oh, and I'll give uh, Sharky Dave a shout out as well. He said Tigers tried hard, but the moot was too slippery. So thankfully for Sharky Dave, that one was low hanging fruit. Yeah. Also <laughs> highly incorrect because at no stage did I do I really get the impression that the Tigers were trying hard. <laughs> uh, yeah. At all, ever. But you know, we, we've established over this year and many before it that if there's a reason for the Tigers to to aim up on the day. They almost certainly will not. Correct. The Knights 22 defeated the Bulldogs 16 at Seabus in front of a bumper crop of 2,343, they say. <laughs> I didn't know that the Titans ground counter could count that low because, <laughs> let's face it, we've seen some dire fucking If that's what they there. come up with, imagine how bad it really was. <laughs> yeah. The uh, literally just fucking blue shirt trainer, orange shirt trainer. <laughs> He's counted uh, the players as spectators. Yeah, the uh, Knights 22 tries to Saifidi, Clifford, uh, Tuala, and Braddon Best. Clifford, three conversions. Uh, Doggy, 16, tries to Meany, Ryan James, and Jaden Ockenbohr. Flano, two of three conversions. Credit again to Ryan James and Corey Horsburgh for their efforts for the Dogs on loan from the Raiders. The big redhead in particular, certainly in the second half, was taking two hit, two hit-ups per set. Um, yeah. And, you know, setting a fairly reasonable standard for the rest of the forward pack to uh, to follow, which they inevitably didn't. Um, embarrassing, though, is that, that, that these that blow-ins that are kind of, you know, been forced into into service at a club that they have no stake or general passion or shows become the most the two, passionate and best players on the, the field. Two blokes, the two blokes that have more reasons than anyone else in the side to not give a fuck give the most fucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. crazy. I mean, it, 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 speaks, it speaks well to, to both of those players, though, yeah. as professional sportsmen. Yeah, I get that as well. But also, how often does the new guy in the team, you know, who's not on loan, mm. yeah. come in and and add something in terms of energy or attitude or or effort. You know, so it's, pro- it's probably not too unrealistic. Fair. Um, obviously, last week we were made aware that Connor Watson um, has signed a deal to go back to the Roosters. He, you know, I've, I've had raps on him certainly this season and, and thought that he was, you know, was probably being left a little bit short in the, the role that he was playing within the Knights and he seems to be taking a bit more onus or, or being given a bit more responsibility and, and the Knights look a better side for it. He's he's going to be a massive loss for them. I don't think they they realise um, just how much and, and whilst he is there, uh, it looks very likely the Knights are going to play finals football uh, with his experience and the way that he has been playing recently. Um I think he's a, a key part of what the Knights will bring to the table come finals time. Um, young Clifford settling in nicely in Newcastle. I thought he had a really handy game. Um, him and Pierce have only played five games together. They haven't lost uh, when they've both uh, participated in in the game, which is a handy stat. But um, that combination after many more than five games is going to be a real force if they can both stay healthy. Um, which is, you know, Pierce getting towards the tail end of his career um, is, is the, you know, there's going to be something in that for 
for him to um, to hold up his end of the bargain. But Clifford is um, he gets better every week. Uh, I like him as a as a young yeah. half. Um, yep. The only other point I wanted to make was um, Oakenball. He's he's copped a lot of flack and deservedly so. But his fucking try at the end of the game, in unbelievable. It was that's one of the best I've seen for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great effort, Isaac. Said Clifford quickly becoming a favourite. Yes, he is. Uh, Terry said, "What a shit season from the dogs." Still. Try of the year. There you go, doggies fans. There's something, something to get uh, your hopes on. Daniel said, "Fucking AIDS game, but hey, it's four on the trot with games against the Titans, Broncos, then Riverworms in round one of the finals to come. All aboard the hype train." Mm. I'll tell you, if you if you are limping into the finals, the, there's no better side to come up against in round one. You know, if you're in the the bottom half of the eight. Uh, not Elvie on Twitter said, Chuala always has tries around him every game, whether he's scoring them or letting them in. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. And angry middle-aged man on Twitter said, not the most impressive of wins for my Knights. You'd think you'd be pulverizing the team anchored to the bottom of the ladder, but no, we'll let the dogs have too much in the way of undeserved hope. Let's hope next two weeks are much better. That's it for that game. The Eels 32 defeated the Cowboys 16. The Eels 32 tries to Blake, Penasini, Gutherson, Lane, Smith, and Brown. Gutherson four conversions. The Cowboys 16 tries to Helium, Lukey, uh, Moisia Drecky, and Granville. Holmes, two of three conversions. Are the Eels back? No. I'm shaking my head. Yeah, I'm I don't think much, to lead the- much will be made of Moses and the Eels apparently returning to form and. They're trying to create a narrative around that, but yeah, I certainly need to see more from them against far better opposition than what the Cowboys have lost fucking ten straight games. Yeah, um, are going to yeah. offer up. Um, yeah, I. It, this game was probably the epitome of of who Parramatta are. Flat track bullies being up on ordinary sides. Um, Even in that though, I, you know, yeah, yeah, definitely flat track bully, but. But the fact that the Cowboys were in this game for for so so mm. many sections of it, and yep. and were able to to really play and pick apart Parramatta in certain situations, and the Cowboys are are a team playing above their station, like they they had this little patch of form sort of just pre-origin where they kicked up a notch, but but they are a poor team even on paper with a rookie coach who have had their star you know, decade contract player either unhappy or out for mm. the majority of the season. Um, if Parramatta were, were looking to be back, in air quotes, then they needed to come out and thump them. Yeah. And I didn't see it. So Agreed. Yep, yep, I would agree as well. Um Go to the socials, mate. Josh. He said, you can't believe I put Nutho on the footy card. Um, so for the game threads for the shows, people that don't have the socials, uh, where we get these comments, I've each week been taking photos of the footy cards of the teams that are playing and, and sticking them up. Um, I didn't put him on there, buddy. That that came like that. I don't get to select who's on the players, who's, who's on the cards. Um, so 
you know, everyone gets a run. This is the podcast of equality. <laughs> Stephen. Participation podcast. Love it. I've come to the conclusion that Sean Lane is a sleeper agent for all other 15 NRL teams. <laughs> yeah. Look, listeners of the show will know, will, will know, you know, how, how, how intelligent Sean Lane is. We've been over it in the past, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. And, uh, yeah, there's a reason he's not at Manly anymore. Let's put it that way. And it wasn't the, and it wasn't the big bucks that Parramatta threw at him. Daniel said, I think we just found the true issue at Para. Papa Lee's pro-vaccine, and we all know Bryce's stance. <laughs> uh, and Little Buffalo on Twitter said, Parramatta back into the form that shows everyone we can still match it with the bottom four. <laughs> uh, had me there at the start. <laughs> That's it. On to the next one. Roosters 40 uh, defeated the Dragons 22 at Clive Berghofer Stadium in Toowoomba. The uh, 40 for the Roosters came through tries to Egan Butcher, Copley, Tupanua, a hat-trick to Daniel Tupo. Sam Walker, Drew Hutchison also with tries. Tokaaho, four conversions. Uh, and, yeah, I was going to list the other guys that had conversions, but they were fucking missed. The Dragons, tries to Maguire, Rawalawa, Fiai, uh, Sullivan, and three conversions to Zach Lomax. Toowoomba turned on a little bit of a show. It's great Look weather. Good. Yeah. The, the, it's privately owned, Berghofer, and um, they the grounds people there, they, they fucking invest a fair, fair amount into it. It looks good all year round. Um, yep. Jack's played a lot of footy there um, when he, he went to school across, uh, went to primary school across the road, and it's always in fucking good nick, that ground. Um, yep. And yesterday was no different. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> yeah, yesterday. Was no different. Um, I thought the Roosters um, in the first half. Teddy had a half of, of footy as Teddy version one point oh. <laughs> he yeah, was fucking yeah. everywhere. He was outstanding. Um, ran the ball and just popped up through the middle um, consistently. The Dragons showed a bit of fight to to get themselves back into the game and and snuck into the lead at one point, but. It was it was pretty scary how easily the Roosters, even with the amount of you know quality players that they've had out of the side and guys that have retired, etc. But um, they it was so easy that they got the ascendancy back and then went on with it. Um, so I um, I really enjoyed my afternoon at football. Um, took Leo to his first game, um, and it was a good turnout. As I said, ground looked good, weather was great. And um, pretty entertaining game of footy. The Roosters um, played some enterprising footy, and Dragon scored a um, that try they scored off the tap through the middle. It was um, yeah, brought the crowd to their feet. So yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, I think the Roosters they just they they, they were doing it pretty easily. I mean, the Dragons did have a couple of chances that they bombed, but the mm. Roosters just seemed to take take all of their chances in that first half. And then they sort of just fell asleep a little bit, you know, just at the tail end of the first half and the start of the second half. Mm. But when the Dragons took that lead or got, got themselves back yeah. into the game, then they just went flick and the switch yeah. just went back into into the on position. Uh, four tries in 14 minutes and it was then yeah. it went from a... It went from you know losing the lead to blowing them away. Yeah, yeah. and and when yeah. they when the Roosters settled into their structure and and got a lot of movement around the ball and and forced the Dragons to make quick decisions, they made several wrong ones and yeah. Yeah. and 
yeah, the Roosters, yeah. It's, it just shows the quality of the coaching of the Roosters more than anything, yeah, I thought. That's it. And and that, that goes a long way to showing the benefit of, of again, being being that 80-minute team. Mm. You know, and the Roosters are, are severely down on troops. But but when the Dragons came back at them, the, the Dragons spent up all the, the fortitude they had mm. getting that. And then when the Roosters said, ah, Okay, well, cool. We'll, we'll see that effort level, and we'll raise you a tiny bit more. There was nothing left. Yeah, there was absolutely nothing left. Um, interestingly enough, the the dragons. Um, how can I put? What do you do next year if you if you're Anthony Griffin? You know, besides reading Mein Kampf in the bathtub, <laughs> who's your halves next year? Well, if you know, I think it's two, there's two separate, separate questions there. If you're in charge of the Dragons or if you're Hook, because despite their ladder position, despite the fact that they've drifted out of contention to make the finals, he's still persisting with fucking Corey Norman, who's not going to be there next year. That's what I'm saying. So next There's, year, next year, yeah. if you're Hook, so he's so Norman's not going to be there. Who do you run out round one next year? Well, you'd have to say, well, what is it, Ermoni? I mean, he has to be. Has to be. Has to be there. Yeah. I mean, that's he's a, he's an absolute must selection. He's surely he plays six and and hunts surely. seven. Yeah. Surely, yeah, and then yeah, and obviously a healthy Ben Hunt slots into seven. Yeah. Okay. And he's yeah, definitely no, played his best football there this year. Yeah. Nice. No, I agree. Anything else well, you want to say? Well, the Dragons, well, say Dragons fans, yeah, no doubt they'll be gutted and, and you know shitting on their team, especially on social media. I've seen it, but um. Like they were fucking, they were up for this game, and their effort, the effort was was definitely there in this game. They just not, they just were not weren't good enough. Mm. They just, they just not not good, they just not good enough to compete with a Roosters side that has about yeah up to eleven out of their fucking first grade <laughs> squad out. But yeah, like the, you know, I think that the injection of youth that we've already seen in cameo appearances through the year get elevated into first grade at the expense of some of the dead wood. Aka Corey Norman, yeah, and I think that there's yeah, there there are there are better times ahead. Yeah, there's better times ahead. But... I'm not saying they're going to win the title. Fuck, I'm not even saying they're going to make the finals. But better times ahead. Let's just keep it vague. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, nice on the socials, Nick. To gee whiz, this rooster side have some heart. Two on the bench and the others playing on one leg, and they keep turning up. I mean, it is the Dragons, but still. <laughs> Nigel said, so, "You know the Dragons are bad when Lachlan Lamb looks like a first grader and Drew Hutcho is ripping you apart in attack." Mm. And John said, "Giving away silly penalties when they're on top and errors out of their own half sums up the Dragons' last three seasons. The only positives are Ramoni, Lomax, Sullivan, and the fact that missing the finals." means I only have to watch Corey Norman desecrate the Red V a maximum of two times. There's something worse than the Dragons fan base, and his name is Smooth Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Has he got a gig next year? No. Not, not to my knowledge, no. He's going to have to fuck off to England. Surely. surely. Yeah. We all say, holding our breath, as West Tigers fans hold their breath and say, please no. Fuck. Please don't do it. Surely not. 
The Broncos 24 defeat the Warriors 22 at Suncorp on a, a beautiful Sunday afternoon. The Broncos 24 tries to uh, Milford Kelly and a double to Xavier Coates. Farnworth, four of four conversions. The Warriors 22 came through tries to Montoya, Hiku, DWZ, Curran and Ewan Aitken. Reese Walsh, one of five conversions and it was goal kicking on the day that killed them. It was. It was. I thought Milford had his best game in... What feels Two years like. easy, yeah. Yeah, I, I want to say yeah. four, but yeah, um, he's copped a lot of flack, um, and this could easily be a flash in the pan. But um, perhaps it's like you know, decided his his future's decided, and yeah, that's kind of off his you know off the back of his mind. Yeah, and I mean, he was legitimately good. Yeah, and if that is game. if that is the role, like if the the replacing Benji role at Sias is what. He's ultimately destined for now. Mm-hmm. He could make a real fist to that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I thought um, for the Warriors, Peter Hiku had a fucking a great game. I thought the, ev- the evolution of his game, though, from being you know he like you know manly he was he's sort of you know he he was he'd be in the centers and you know something mm. you know, he deputized a fullback when he had to and that kind yeah. of thing and but just like the evolution of his game I mean, he was throwing some fucking ridiculous balls yeah like just like sleight of hand stuff like he the kicks i mean this game was characterized both sides of the both sides with weird tries scored off crazy fucking bounces of the Kicks ball and, and yeah. people sticking their feet out and, you know, the ball going this way. And, uh, and like, yeah, the Broncos ultimately got the win through a ver- that very try, like, you know, with uh, exactly. Kelly. Tap- yeah, yeah, exactly. Like just, uh, insane. Um, Reese Walsh is obviously devastated after missing his opportunities to take the game into Golden Point first with the conversion after the very fucking odd Ewan Aiken try. It wasn't actually a try, really. Yeah. Let's be honest with yeah. yeah. It was like I've watched. I watched. Um, it was on on Fox and then um, or KO. Yeah. So I heard that commentary and then um, I rewatched the highlights, which had the nine commentary, and okay. both sets of commentators were like, "Yeah, clearly that's you know, clearly that's uh, coach's hand, and uh, you know this yeah. would be no try." And then the bunkers like, okay, the ball's grounded by you and Aiken, and uh, yeah, we have a decision. And and like, just both sets of commentators just like dumbfounded as to how the KO one was funny. I think it was was it Kronk was on the commentary, and, yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. and he just kept talking as if it was a foregone conclusion. It was coming exactly. back red, and even after like the vision shows the screen come back, we tried, and he had to stop himself like five seconds later, going, "Oh, what they've given." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, clearly not. I mean, justice that they did, you know, that they didn't win the game, you know, via that try, I suppose. But and you know, I, I probably am loath to give Reese Walsh more of a rap than what he's had consistently this year. But you got to give the kids some credit in a, in a team with some, you know, some older heads in it. He was he was the one that stood up and and wanted to to have a crack at the two point field goal to. Seen yeah. it in Golden Point. And it was a solid connection too. It was I a mean, fair he, strike. Yeah, he, he wasn't far off hitting it, and the distance was certainly, you know, no mm. problem at all. Yeah. Yep. Um, and some of his, you know, obviously guys that he'd, he'd played some of his uh, junior footy with there at Brisbane, um, consoling him at the end of the game, was you know, it was a nice touch. But, yeah, the Brisbane, 
this uh, this last four or five weeks, um, the effort that they've shown and the willingness that you know clearly they don't want to play for Kevy and and um, you know I'm sure they all look forward to Billy Walters appearing next year. And I hope Carving they do a lot of. Them. I hope I hope they do a lot of fucking tackling practice because they're going to have to cover up some misses. I tell you what, though, Glenn. To your point, if I'm a Warriors fan, whilst I'm not happy at the the circumstances, fuck, it's good to see Walsh that 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 loss matters so much to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I agree. That how many times do you see a loss and in that same situation in a club that. The, the play used to play for. Mm. They're up and hugging and laughing and joking and this. Yep. He didn't give a fuck who was on the field with him. No, he didn't give no. a fuck about, hey, I haven't seen you for a while. I've moved to New Zealand. No, exactly. You know, he was gutted. Yep. That's what I want out of my heart. I, I watched him pretty closely um, in this game and I will say I've watched Kalen Ponga quite closely in a, in a lot of Knights games. Um just to get a you know my own sort of read on the you know the type of player they are as individuals and I do that um, with lots of guys but I find if you compare Ponga and Ponga obviously you know he gets a lot of hype and a lot of raps and and whilst so you're, you're, headed, you're bringing them both up together in the same conversation because you mean they're sort of like similarly hyped correct players yeah you're right so they they they're You'd say Walsh is on a, a similar sort of trajectory yeah. to uh, hype-wise yeah. and media and all the rest of it to Ponga, yeah. right? Yeah. Walsh's movement off the ball, for me, sets him apart from Ponga. Ponga, Ponga has patches where he's fucking brilliant and, he's, and he seems to be everywhere and then he can disappear. Yeah. Whereas Walsh, and you watch him, even if the ball doesn't go his way, he's fucking... 100% primed and in position and ready. Yep. yep. And I think that comes – he's played, a, obviously, a lot of footy. Um, of, it, it looks to me like he's played a lot more footy in the halves and, and now he's at fullback. Um, but he just he just seems to have a, a bit more of a, a feel and, a, and a, a hold on a game, whereas Ponga can come in and out and loosen his grip on a game, if, if that makes sense. And especially for a young player, I was really impressed. Which I, I, I think that comes though with being a half. Mm. In in terms, yeah, from the get go, your 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 job is to to push that team around. Whereas just by the very nature of being a fullback, you're by yourself a lot of the time. Mm. You know, so that's probably one of the things people don't talk about as much with James Tedesco. Like as far as fullbacks go, for him to wear that dual hat of being the fucking loner, the one the one that's out by himself, but also having his involvement, getting the team where they need to be. Yeah. Speaks fucking volumes about his talent. Oh, he's fucking brilliant. Um, socials on that game were, whoops, that's the wrong fucking game. That's the Dragons game. Don't read those shit cunt socials again. <laughs> Michael said, where has this Anthony Milford been for the last two years? Milton Macca's drive-through. Josh <laughs> said the borough is a buzz with all the Milford hype. <laughs> Phil said Walsh's boot has lost this one for the Warriors. I don't know whether that was all that did it, but Ryan said Reese Walsh looks like a Kardashian and kicks like one too. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Jai said, fuck, I can't wait to sit and watch Milford win the Dally M for Souths next year on 300K. 
<laughs> Imagine. <laughs> also kill me. Uh, Todd said, who was the young half in the six today on debut? One try, two try assists, kicking game was on fire. He was electric. Hopefully Broncos has locked him away for the next few years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now go to sleep. On that note. That's us. Yeah, that is that. That is that's full time for four twenty seven. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us in a multitude of ways. Go to thisweekinleague.com dot com forward slash links, and uh, you can get all the links you need. The social media communities, uh, all that, all that good shit. And particularly, if you want to support the show, consider joining our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Twill Nation. Uh, you can also drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend, uh, invite friends into the, the Facebook group, etc. We see you guys doing it all the time. It's fantastic. Love it. Um, that's it. That's all I've got. Boys, have you got anything else you want to add before we pull the pin on this one? That's it for me. And uh, coming out, you're you're coming down the mountain this weekend for uh, a beautiful Sunday afternoon. It'll be probably a nice warm Sunday afternoon. Yes. I will be there. I will be there taking considerable amounts of fucking medicine, it would seem. I I anticipate that I'll be enjoying watching my team uh, dish out, not medicine, I'm talking like straight up fucking bags of morphine. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you'll be taking them, but not from my team. Yeah. We shall see. Wait and see what the team looks like tomorrow. Uh, 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 Outside of the... Outside of what seems to be the inevitable result, I am actually looking forward to it. As is my eldest son, who's quite chuffed about the raps that he's been getting from his uncle Nate at my expense. <laughs> he is the greatest Blakely. <laughs> we know this. We all know it. We'll look. We all know it for a long time. I'm just a person that fucking said it, put into words. But yeah, I fucking made the call. Stuck with it. <laughs> I will say, um, we uh, he he did manage yesterday at, at uh, Bergoffer to bring up the time where all of fucking 11, 12 years of age playing against rugby league powerhouse school St Mary's of Toowoomba uh, for his Toowoomba East public school year six, and uh, I think he scored two tries, set up three, and he happened to remind me of that performance when we were at Bergoffer. So. <laughs> Fuck! This is why. This is why we have banter in our house, mate. Because otherwise, Uncle Nate creates a fucking pro Jackson echo chamber, and this is the result. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to help out. That's yeah, okay. he needs everything he can. <laughs> Trey Young, there nipping at his heels. <laughs> oh, he is that kid's relentless, mate. <laughs> so, don't, please don't fall into the trap of feeling sorry for Jackson. Please don't do that. <laughs> I need to have you spend a bit more time around him, and then maybe you'll see where Leo's coming from. <laughs> Good times, All right, boys. All right, All right. pull the pin, and uh, we'll. Uh, I'll talk to you again in a couple of nights. All right, see ya. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.